morning, good morning, good morning, guys. Today is August 12, 2021. My, 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 how time fly. Today is a good day because this is another day that the Lord has made. And, and I don't know about you, but I'm going to rejoice and be glad that I'm alive in it because that means that God still has a good plan and purpose for my life. And I don't know about you, but I'm seeking first the kingdom of God. I want what he wants for me. Um, but I'll, first of all, I want to welcome you guys. My name is Pearly Martin. I want to say thank you guys for joining in on my podcast, Biblical Principles for Inner Healing. And you know, here, this is for mature audience because we deal with real life issues. This We go on the inside. How many of you know that man is, they look on the outside and they're impressed, but God deals with the heart. He said, I don't see men as people see. Okay, so here we're going to deal with the inner issues. And today my question to you is, because you know I got a question. I got to ask the question because I just got to know. I have to ask the question, what are you doing? Hey, we get ready to dig into this here in one minute, one moment, one second. But first, we're going to pray so we can invite the Holy Spirit in on what we're doing. Because that's the purpose of us all coming together in the first place, assembling ourselves together um, so, so we can seek first the kingdom of God. We want what he wants. Father, we thank you for being in the midst of us. When you said we're two or three, there you are, Father. We come together because we want what you want, Father. We come hungering and thirsting for righteousness. We want what you want, Father. We want your will to be done in our lives, Father. We ask you for your wisdom, Father. We ask for a rhema word as we begin to dig in your word. to seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be opened. We're here seeking, Father God. We want the counsel of God. We want to know what you know, Father. And so we come before you this day and together in agreement on one accord, asking Father, that you reveal to us what it is that you want us to know. And then we ask for your wisdom in advance to do what we know. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You guys, thank you again so much for joining in. You know, here is... um. We're going to jump another hurdle. We're going from faith to faith and glory to glory. This is this podcast is meant to help us to grow up and to be able to take remove the plank from our eye, but also so we can have inner healing. I don't even know that our souls must be whole. Beloved, I wish above all that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. How many of you know that your body is only going to do what the mind tell it to? So in order to grow from faith to faith, we have to renew our mind, renew our mind to what the word of God say, and then not just renew our mind, but then we have to act on what the word is saying. We have to be doers of the word and not hearers only. And that's bringing me to my text today. I'm coming out of Matthew 7, and I'm going to start at 21. Okay, this is where we're going to start at. But my question again to you is, because you guys know I got to know. I got to know, what are you doing? You said I'm nosy. Yep, but God, how many of you know God gets all in our business? Um, But what are we doing? What are we doing with the gifts that God has given us? What are we doing with the word that God has given us? The word that he has sown in our lives. What are we doing with the mandate that he has placed on our lives? You know, Moses' mandate was to go and deliver the children out of Egypt. Jonah's mandate was to go to tarnish and preach repentance. The apostles' mandates was to go into all the world and preach the gospel. What is your goal? What's your mandate? What is it that God has asked you to do? What are you doing? There's, And we know here there's no condemnation because today is another good day that we get to do what God say, right? So as we learn it, we act on it, right? Okay, so this there's no condemnation. So hold on, wait a minute. Let's just stick with it. Okay, hear me out. Hear the Holy Spirit out. Okay, so what are you doing? So what is your mandate? What is it that God has asked you to do? What is it that God has asked you to build? You know, do you realize and understand that every time we do what God's word say do, we're building? I'm going to, I'm going to prove it here in a minute. I'm going to see if I can get through this text. Matthew 7, we're going to start at 21 and we're going to go down to 27. Okay, I'm going to see if I can, if, the, if we can make our way through it says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will 
of my father who is in heaven. I'm going to have to stop right there again. Verse Matthew 7, 21. You guys go back and read it for yourself. Okay, because these are my receipts for what I say. How many of you know that if the Holy Spirit says it, he should, you should be able to trace it? Okay, so here he says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will. I have to ask, what are you doing? Are you doing God's will or are you doing your own will? But the Jesus said, uh, who does the will of my father, not doing our own will, not doing our own thing, not having our own way, but it's the one who does the will of the father who is in heaven. Those are the ones who will enter into the kingdom of heaven. It's the doer of the word that's blessed and not the hearer only. Okay. We're going to move on to verse 22 and then the, um, Listen here too. I want to pull something else out of this text. Matthew 7, 21. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will. Not just the works, but who lives according to his will. I put that in a parentheses. Not just the works, but who lives according to his will. He says, who does the will of my father who is in heaven. How many of you know you can have works and not have relationship? <laughs> the scribes and the Pharisees did it all the time and they had a form of godliness, but they denied the power. Jesus said on the outside, your cup is clean, but on the inside, it's like dead man bones. The inside is filthy. The outside looks good. You know, we got the makeup, we got the dress. We, I mean, we looked apart. Okay, but Jesus is like, well, you know, the word is saying like you worshiping me with your lips, but your heart is so far from me. There's no condemnation. Hold on. Just just wait a minute. I know this is a hard word, but I'm telling you the word of God. It is the power of God unto salvation. Jesus said to those disciples who believed in John 8, 32. If you continue my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you will know the truth. And it's God's truth that's going to set us free from the devil's lie, from the lies of the enemy, right? We have to know the truth in order to be set free from a lie. <laughs> okay, so we're going to go on to verse 22, Matthew 7, 22. Um, after Jesus finished saying to them, it's, it's the, uh, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter in heaven, but the one who does, does the will of my father who's in heaven. Verse 22, they talked about their works. Okay, th this is my note. Here, uh, um, 22, it says, On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do many mighty works in your name? And then I will declare to him, this is Jesus talking, okay? And then I will declare to him, I never knew you. Depart from me. You workers of lawlessness or you workers of iniquity, one translation says. So here they're talking about their works, but Jesus is speaking in reverence to their lifestyle by calling them workers of lawlessness or workers of iniquity. How many of you know we can have the works and not have the relationship? It's so important that whatever we do, remember we talk about this all the time, that whatever we do in word or deed, we're supposed to do it as unto the Lord. Even when the word of God tells us that the wives to submit to our husbands as unto the Lord or as fitting unto the Lord. In other words, I'm doing this because God said to do it. It has nothing to do with what I feel. It has nothing to do with what I want. It's all about the will of the father. What are you doing? Are you doing what the Father is asking you to do or are you doing what you want to do? Some of you have gone back fishing. Some of you have departed from God's will and just started going back doing what you want to do because you don't want to do what God say do. Come on now. this When we don't want to do what God say do, then we start doing what we want to do. So I like to tell people, don't get tired of doing the right thing because when you get tired of doing the right thing, that's when we start doing the wrong thing. So don't grow weary in well-doing for in due season, the word of God tells us that we will reap what we sow. We are going to not just reap the evil, but we're going to reap the good that we sow. How many of you know that there's a blessing in being a doer of the word? There's a blessing attached to the word. And every time we do the word of God, we not only operate in walking in the will of God, but it releases the power of God. There's a promise attached there's a blessing attached 
to be it to, uh, to his word. Okay, so here we go. Okay, he said on that day, it's going to be a lot of them coming saying, Lord, Lord, we did all these things in your name. We cast out devils. We we uh, did mighty works in your name. We did all this other stuff. But remember when Jesus told his disciples, he said they came to him and they was all excited because they was able to cast out a devil. And Jesus said, you don't need to be excited that you cast out devils. You need to be excited that your name is written in the Lamb Book of Life. Why is that? Because uh, it was the Holy Spirit that cast out the devils. It's by his spirit. It's the Holy Spirit that that does the work. And so when we say in the name, that's why it's in the name of Jesus. It's the Holy Spirit that does the work. That's, that gives us um, authority in the earth. So 24 says, everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. So when we're doers of God's word, he says that you're being a wise man. I'm not saying a hearer. Let's not confuse hearing the word with being a doer of the word. Because being a hearer of the word and being a doer of the word is two different things. So here he says that when we hear the word and then and then we do, not just hear, but when we do what it says, we're building. It's like the wise man who builds on the rock. Every time we do the word, we're building. It's when we're doing what he says, we're being kingdom builders. Are you a kingdom builder? What are you doing? Are you doing what God said to do or are you doing what you want to do? And when we start doing what we want to do, that's when we start trying to find teachers. We, we begin to have itching ears and start going around finding teachers to tell us what we want to hear. It's the doer of the word that's blessed. A lot of us know a lot of words, but we're not doing what the word says. They hold on. Wait a minute, don't go nowhere, just see it through there. You know there's no condemnation. I know that was a hard word, and, and the word of God is like a is sharper than any two-edged sword, and it pierces us, and it stabs us, and trust me, I know. It's the doer of the word that's blessed and not the hearer only. There's a blessing attached to the word every time we do it. Did you know that? Every time we do what the word of God say do, there's a blessing. Did you know that? James 1, 22 through 25 tells us. He says, but be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourself. For if anyone hear a word, here is a hearer of the word and does not a doer. Hold on. I'm reading the New King James Version. Let me start over. James 1, 22 to 25, New King James Version. It says, but be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourself. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself. Like right now, we hear this word and some of us are probably getting convicted or convinced or encouraged or exhorted by this word. Okay. But the important thing is after we hear finish hearing this word, we have got to act on whatever it is that God is instructing you to do when you hear this word. Some people might have, the instructions are that we have to do whatever it is that God is asking us to do. And we have to do what we know. When we go to church and we hear the word, we have to act on it. We're listening to it on on YouTube or wherever the Lord is leading us to listen to it. When we hear that word, it's not enough just to shout about it. We actually have to put it to practice. Whatever the word is saying, and we, we hear the Spirit of the Lord saying to us, those are his instructions to us. That's the mandate. You know, that's the call that that's he's calling us into whatever it is he's asking us to do. A lot of us is like, well, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. I don't know what my call is. Whatever God has asked you to do today, that's your call for today. Okay, it's not complicated. What is God asking you to do today? Maybe he's asked you to stay home and pray all day. Maybe he's asked you to fast today. Maybe he's asked you to invite your neighbor to church. Maybe he's told you to go and talk to your neighbor, to witness to your neighbor. I don't know. Whatever it is that he's asked you to do, that's what he's calling you to do. It's it's not all super, super spiritual deep. That's why the gospel is very simple to me. 
He said we must come to him like a child. Some of us want to be so super, super, super deep. But we're not doing anything. We're not even doers of the word. We think because we know the word, that's the deception of it. He said be doers of it and not hearers only. Just knowing the word does not make us a doer of the word. We have got to actually do what what it says. So my question to you is, what are you doing? Are you a doer of God's word or just a hearer only? There's, hold on, wait a minute. You know there's no condemnation in it. But my prayer is that the word of God, which is the power of God, it will deliver us and set us free and bring conviction in our lives. God said, bless those that curse you. He said, the soft answer turns away. I don't know. What is the counsel of God concerning your cares? What does the word of God say about concerning your marriage, concerning your children, concerning your fears, concerning your worries? Pray the word because when we pray the word, bring God in remembrance of what he says. What is the counsel of God concerning your children? What is the counsel of God concerning your your finances? What is the counsel of God? See, because for every problem, God really does have a promise. He thought about everything. He thought about everything. He said, cast your cares upon me because I care for you. It doesn't matter how, because see, concerns turn into cares and cares turn into worries and fears. So he said, I want to, if I deal with it in its infancy, I won't have to deal with it when it grows into a big a tree. So soon as that care comes, soon as that worry comes, soon as it, instantly begin to pray through, find out what does God's word say about this. And this is why some of us are feeling so hopeless because we don't have faith to believe what he says because we don't know what he says. There's no, hold on, wait a minute. There's no condemnation in it. What I'm saying is we need to find out what the word of God is saying about whatever it is that the devil is harassing us about. What is the word of God saying about sickness? Find out what it says because faith is the substance of things hoped for, right? So when we don't know what the word of God says, we we cannot have hope in what he says because faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And how does faith come? The Bible tells us that faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So if we're not hearing the word of God, we're not going to have faith for the word of God. A lot of us want to live on yesterday's manner and a lot of us want to live off the gift, but the gift comes from God. We're going to actually have to walk this thing out. We're really going to have to be doers of the word. We're really going to, we got a part to play in this. This is what they said. We cast out devils in your name. We prophesied in your name. We did all this. They was talking about the gift. The gifts and callings of God are without repentance. How many of you know that? This is what the word of God tells us. In other words, God does not give you a gift and take it back. So stop with this religious stuff. That's not in the Bible. Some, You know, we need to listen to the stuff that we say and then see if it's really what the word of God says. There's no condemnation, but God is not an Indian giver. Okay. The Bible tells us it's in Romans that the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. He put it in us when he created us. Now, what we choose to do with it is up to us because whoever we yield our members to, that's who we're serving to. The gifts and callings of God. How are you using your gift? Is the gift glorifying God? Because when the gift is not glorifying God, then we're not yielding our members to God. The gifts and callings are without repentance. The purpose of the gifts and the call is to minister to those that are hurting and lost into the body, to unbelievers and believers. The gifts and callings are without repentance. But having a gift, the having a gift does not mean you have a relationship. Whoever we yield our members to, that's who we serve to. God used a donkey. Now that's a humbling thing for me. You know, so let us not whatever what is it we have that we was not given? So we don't think more highly of ourselves than we ought to. But we have to, we're gonna actually have to live out the word of God. He said, depart from me, you workers of iniquity. Yes, you stood up on in, in church and you prophesied and you did all this. But then when you finished, you left and you lived like an heathen. There is no condemnation, but this is what he's saying. He said, you workers of iniquity, depart from me because I never knew you. I never had a relationship with you because we know that God knows everybody, but I never had a relationship with you. 
you're not a friend of mine. Abraham was called a friend of God because he believed God, not because he was perfect. But the Bible said that it was accounted unto Abraham as righteousness because he believed what God said. How many of you know that without faith it's impossible to please God? Because when we don't believe God, we call him a liar. Hold on. That is the truth. If you tell me something, I don't believe what you're saying. I am calling you a liar. So without faith, it's impossible to believe God. But we have to become doers of the word of God. Some have started out following Christ and then have they started out and then they've taken their hands away from the plow. And now they're going back fishing. They're going back, went back to the old lifestyle. People don't realize you're backslidden. And the reason we don't realize that we're black since backslidden is because we're still talking about God. But it's talking about God and living for God is two different things. That's the deception of it all. He said, be doers of the word and not hearers only in James 1.22. Be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourself. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observed himself. You see yourself, and then we go away and immediately forget what kind of man he was. Instantly, you know, forgot all about the conviction, and now we're going right back and doing the same thing that we've been doing because we didn't act on what the word says. How many of you know that in order to, and before we can bake that cake, we're going to actually have to put the eggs and all, we're going to have to mix the ingredients. We're going to have to do, we're going to have to add some works to the word. It's not enough just to know Bible verses. That's why I'm not impressed by how many people verses people know. I'm not even impressed by gifts. But the thing that do impress me is the love that you have for people. And are you doing what you know? Because when we're not doing what we know, the greatest deception is self-deception. It's not the knower of the word that's blessed. Knowledge puff up, the word tells us, but love build up. Okay, so we can have a lot of knowledge. What's the purpose of learning what we know if we're not going to do what we know? He said it's better not to know than to know and not follow. Because the one that know and don't follow, he's going to be beaten with more stripes. It's the door of the word that's blessed. Why is this? There's a blessing attached to our doing. Because when we do, when we do, when we follow God's instructions, we, we're going to receive the manifestation of the promise. If I bake the cake, if once I put all the, just looking at the cake and reading the instructions on the cake is not going to cause me to be able to experience the cake, to be able to taste the cake. I am physically going to have to do something in order to see the manifestation of the cake. I can look at the picture, see the picture, have the visions. But until I do what it says, I'm not going to see what it says. And even though God told the children of Israel that that they, you know, um, that, 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 that the land was theirs and that it was flowing with milk and honey, they had a part to play. Just because you have a prophetic word, it's not going to just come to pass. You, We actually have a part to play. We heard the word. We believed the word. We received the word. Now, God, what is my part? What is my part in, in, uh, in, doing, in doing this? Maybe it's just to pray. Or maybe you have to go and ask somebody something. Or whatever it is that God is telling you to do. Jesus told the blind Bartimaeus, go wash in the pool. After he made the dirt with spit. Really, he just created them some new eyes. Because isn't that what we came from dirt in the first place? This is why I say this. Uh, it should not be impossible for us to believe that limbs can grow. Because God gave us the first limbs. Right? We just went back to the manufacturer. When our car is broke and when a piece is worn out, when the battery's dead, we go back to the manufacturer and get a new battery, right? Well, God is the creator. He created the first body. Why he can't give you new parts for the for the <laughs> nothing is impossible for those that believe. I'm talking to believers. I'm not talking about hearers. I'm not talking about Bible being well versed. That's not what is the purpose of studying the word of God? He says, seek and you shall find. When we go, when we begin to dig in the word of God, we should be looking for something. Lord, show me me. 
Lord, give me a word from your word. My heart desire is to learn so I can help other people t- so they too can know. Because I like to give, not just give natural things, but I like to share spiritual things. I like to share the spiritual things that God shared with me so it can help someone else. Maybe so they don't have to go through what I went through. If I can give you something, if I can tell you something so you don't have to go through what I went through, then why not tell you so you don't have to experience what I experienced? Are you sharing your gifts and what are you doing? Are you being a doer of God's word? Are you doing your own word? Do not turn back. Do not take your hand off the plow and turn back. If we're not using our gifts to edify the body, not just the body of Christ, but if we're not using our gift to serve our community, then what are we doing? Jesus came to seek and save those that were lost. He didn't just, he didn't come for those as well because they don't need a physician, Jesus said. So how are you serving your community? Because when we're serving the community with our gift, I'm talking about with the gift, then that's when we're allowing God to use us. We say, God, use me. But we think the only time he can use us is in the building. The, The people in the building are well. You know, even if they need deliverance, they're still well. I mean, if they know Jesus Christ, it's the world, the sick. We don't get me wrong. We got sick people in in the in the building too, because we you know deliverance. But that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about people that don't know Christ, because he said, "Pray to pray therefore to the Lord of Harvest that He will send forth laborers into His harvest, because the the har the the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few." Ask God to show you how do you want me to use my gift. If all you're doing is just sitting up at fellowship and with believers all day long and you never take any time out to reach another believer, there's so many ways to do it. Social media. In the grocery store. We should always, he calls us to be a light in the world and to be the salt of the earth. But if a salt has no flavor, it has lost its effect. What is the purpose of salt? So you can taste. Our life should be so salty that it causes people to hunger and thirst. Because salt makes you thirsty. And what our life should be so salty that when people see our lives, it causes us to hunger and thirst after Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, we're called to be the light of the world. And the way they see the light is by the works that we do. Therefore, let your light so shine upon men that they will see your good works works and glory so your father be glorified when you're kind to people that's a work when you're patient with people that's a work they see that you can see patience you can see kindness I have people say you're patient yeah I say because I had a lot of trouble because tribulation work patience and patience produce character and quit trying to make people be like you want it's not about conforming people into your image and likeness it's about uh, uh, speaking the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ so this person can learn to be grow and develop into whoever it is that God has called them to be we are who God says we are we, we're we're um, with the head and not the tail above and not beneath we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus we're heirs and joint heirs in Jesus Christ you guys pick up my book Understanding Your Identity in Christ it's a study guide book it's on Amazon We have to know who we are so we can walk in who we are. We can walk in the authority that God has bestowed upon us. We cannot see ourselves as ants, grasshoppers. This problem is real big, but guess what? My God is greater. And greater is he that's within me than he that's in the world. And he who promised is faithful. How many of you know that God has to do what he has promised? Because God is not a liar and he can't tell a lie. So he who promised is faithful. The word of God tells us that. That he who promised is faithful. But I dropped it because I asked the question. I had to know what are you doing? I'm, I'm coming from Matthew 7 and 24 now. Everyone then who hears the words of mine. This is Jesus speaking. And does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. When we hear the word of God and we act on the word of God, we're considered to be wise men according to Jesus Christ. And I mean that that's that's impressive to me. I wanna I want to impress God. I want to be I want to impress him. That's who I aim to please. Not people. I aim to please Jesus. 
and in in going plan uh, when your aim is to please Jesus, when your aim is to please your Abba Father, you're going to be persecuted. It doesn't matter how good you are. Jesus went about doing nothing but good, and yet he was persecuted. He was lied on, and so that it's not about trying to please people. It's about being pleasing to Jesus. And when you're pleasing to Jesus. You're going to walk in patience, kindness, loveness, gentleness, long-suffering. Because he who has love, when we abide in love, we abide in God, the word says. And God abides in us. But when we don't walk in love, we're not abiding in God. And God is not abiding in us. Because God is love. Okay? So when we walk in love, it's going to cause us to be kind, gentle, long-suffering, patience. You see how all that work together. Okay, so I'm, I'm, I'm here. Matthew 7 24. Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who builds his house on a rock. 25. Matthew 7, 25. And the rain fell and the floods came and the wind blew and beat on that house. Mm. How many of you know the storms are coming? But it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. So when the storms, when we build our life on the word of God and uh, being doers of the word, because he says, everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them, not just hear, but we actually have to do what we hear. What is your mandate? There's a blessing attached to the promise, our obedience. What is your mandate? What is God asking you to do today? What does he say? What is his word to you today? What is your customer service? How are you serving? What is your service to the world? What are you doing? No condemnation. But what are we doing to reach the world? When that lady that's standing in front of you at the checkout line, if it's nothing but God bless you, something, anything, if it's nothing but letting them cut in front of you in line, something, that's an act of kindness. Ask God, say, God, how do you want to use me today? Because whoever we yield our members to, that's who we're serving to. When we're self-centered, we're full of ourselves. It's all about us. There's no condemnation. But love is not selfish. And the reason we're miserable, that when we become self-consumed, it's a very miserable life because God created us to be givers. When life becomes all about you, then life is just all about you. But whosoever shall lose their life for my sake shall find it. But whosoever shall hold on to their life will lose it. In other words, when you're bent on doing what you want to do, that's trying to hold on to your life. But when you're willing to give up what you want so you can have what God wants, that's losing your life for Christ's sake. And that's the best life. You know, they say, I'm living my best life. The best life is living a life uh, in pursuit, doing, being a doer of what God's word says. So what are you doing? There's no condemnation. I'm, I'm just asking this question because I just want us to think about what we're doing. Are we being doers of the word of God? Or are we just are we a doer of the word or just know the word? Do we just know a bunch of stuff? Do we just know a bunch of Bible uh, verses? Uh, are we living off the gift? Or are we allowing God to live through us so we can be a light? Because we there's some work in that. See, there's some work. There's stuff that we have to actually do. We have to actually be kind. We actually have to be gentle. We actually have to... Go next door and say hi to that neighbor. Whatever it is that he's telling us to do. To do is an action word. What are you doing? What does God ask you to do today? He said, lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge me and I will direct your path. So every day when we before we start our day, we need to say, Father, I'm acknowledging you today and I'm asking you to lead God and direct me throughout this day because I want what you want, Father. We want what you want. Not our will, Lord, but let your will be done today, this day in our lives. Okay? Okay, so let me see if I can finish up here. Again, Matthew 7. I'm on Matthew 7. We're on verse 20. Uh, Let me read 24 again. Everyone then who hears these words of mine, hear the words of mine, and then he does them, that's the doer, will be like a wise man who builds his house on a rock. Are you a wise man? 
and the rain fell, the storms of life came, and the storms came, and the tribulations came, and the tests came, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and they beat on their house, they beat on their life, and the tests came, and the adversity came, and it began to come against us, and it beat on our life, right? And the divorce papers came, and the children was acting up, and the job was wrong and I mean just life begins to happen all these things adversity begins to happen the Bible says if we faint in the day of adversity our strength is made small there's no condemnation but what I'm saying is never get tired of doing good don't grow weary in doing good because when we get tired of doing good we start doing wrong we start doing evil in due season, the promise to that word is, God tells us, he said, don't get tired of doing good because in due season, you're going to reap what you sow. You're going to reap those good deeds that you've sown. So don't get tired. And then when we're doing stuff as unto the Lord, that's where our strength comes from. But when we're trying to do it in our own strength, that's when we grow weary and tired. But I can do all things because of Christ who strengthens me. It's because of his spirit that's on the inside of me, that's gracing me. He said, my grace is sufficient. God's, God will grace you to do whatever it is he has mandated or asked you to do. So what is God asking you to do today? Maybe he said, go down to the grocery store and tell that cashier lady that I love her. You know, I don't know. What is it that God is... But God is, Jesus Christ is the greatest customer service rep of all. Some of you had started out, you put your hand to the plow, but then you go, turned, you stopped and then you went back and you're backslidden and you don't even realize it because it's still quoting Bible verses. That's the deception of it all. See, we know stuff and we think because we know what the Bible verses say, then we're in fellowship with God. When in fact, he said not just to know the word, but be doers of the word. Okay, guys, I'm going to have to end it here. Please finish Matthew 7 and 27. I might have to finish up tomorrow. That's talking about the wise man and the foolish man. Okay, you guys be blessed and be encouraged. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. I'm going to see if I can finish up here. This is again, Arthur Pearlie Martin, Biblical Principles with Inner Healing. I had a brief intercession. Um, But I'm back now and we left off talking about, the question was, what are you doing? And we left off talking, um, speaking from Matthew 7. Um, We was talking about the wise man and the foolish man, Matthew 7, 24 through 27. Um, we're going to pick up briefly from there, and then we're going to um, end it here. It says, everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. Um, 26, and everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man. Hmm. So the one who, do, who hears the word and don't do the word is like a foolish man who builds his house on the sand. So he built his house, his life on life circumstances. He built his life on um, what he could see, not on um, on um, the carnal mindset, the unrenewed mindset. Uh, he built his house, his life based upon the world system, not based upon the word system. That's the house that's built on the sand. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat against that house. And it fell, and it fell, excuse me, and great was the fall of that house. So the storms of life were coming. Jesus tells us, he said, in this world, we're going to have some tribulations, believers and non-believers. You know, God calls it the rain upon the just as well as unjust, the blessings on the just as well as unjust. But what I'm saying is about this here is the storms of life is going to come. Both both men was affected by the rain, both was reflected by the floods, and both was reflect, uh, affected by the winds, right? But the difference is, is we're all going to go through something. We're all, we might experience this. Believers and unbelievers likewise are going to experience some of the same things. They're going to experience the death of a loved one. They're gonna, we're going to go experience some of the same thing, but 
The, the difference between the two is, is how you go through. Do you go through life storms, uh, tribulations and trials and tests in faith, um, believing what God say? Or do we live life our own way, um, you know, without having faith in what God say? And, and instantly I can always tell the houses that are built on the rock. When we go through things in life, we can look. Are people falling apart? Because when we fall apart, when we go through adversity, that's, that's a sure sign that our house was not built on the rock. At least maybe not in that area. How many of you know you can have strong faith in one area and not have strong faith in another area? So that's, you know, I challenge us all today is to find out those open doors or those areas in our lives that we built our life on the sand and not on the rock. Maybe we have faith for healing, but we don't have faith for finances. Okay, well, then we need to find out what the word of God says about finances and begin to build our lives in that area. So when the when financial situation hit and famine come, we will still have faith in, in our God to know that God is my source and uh, he is the supplier of my every need. Um, so we have to become every time we do the word of God, we're building. The wise man is the one who is not just a hearer. Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man. We have to actually do what it says. It's not enough just to go to church or watch YouTube or Facebook Live or whatever, or even read the word or study the word. And not, if we don't do the word, we're going to be like the man who looks in the mirror and, and immediately after he leaves, he forgets. It's so important that we act on what we know. It's so important that we do what we know. What are you doing? Are you doing what God has asked you to do or are you doing what you want to do? Because when we're doing what God asks us to do, there's a blessing attached to that. How many of you know that the Bible says that God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble? And so what I'm saying is, God, I don't care what you say. I'm going to live the way I want to live, but I'm still going to go and, and, and operate in my gift. He said, depart from me, you work of iniquity. I never knew you. Because the gifts come from God. Okay, let's not get that mixed up. The gifts come from God. The words of knowledge, the laying on the hands, the prophecy, um, the prophet, pastor, preacher, teacher, you know, God put that in them when he created them. Uh, and the gifts, they all come from God. Every good and perfect gift comes from God, our father above. Right. So don't be, don't, don't, don't be, uh, don't get caught up in the gifts. Look at the character. Jesus never said you'll know them by their gifts. He said, you'll know them by their fruit, their fruits. Patience, love, kindness, gentle. But if you walk in love, you're going to be patient, kind, loving, and gentle, long-suffering. Love is the fulfillment of the law, the Bible says. Jesus didn't come to do away with it, but he came to fulfill it. Why? Because when we walk in love, like I said, we're not going to lie, cheat, steal, fornicate, you know, because that's what love is. And when we walk in love, we abide in God and God abides in us. So the Bible says the way you'll know my disciples is by the love that they have for one another. Some of us are very miserable because we're self-centered and not Christ-centered. We're inward. It's all about what about me? It's all about me. It's all about what I want. It's all about what I need. And it, it brings us into that victim mentality. We can't see the needs of others because we're so filled with the needs of our own because we can't see. You see, so we have to begin to do what the word of God say. James 1 says, blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trials. For when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. Blessed is he who, who, uh, who remains steadfast, who do not faint in the day of adversity. We have to build on no matter what's going on around us. We cannot go back to doing what we were doing. We cannot go back fishing. The apostles went back. Uh, who was that? Matthew went back fishing when, when all of the disciples were scattered after Jesus had been um, crucified and they thought he was gone. They went back to their normal life again. You cannot go backwards. When God calls you out and brings you out and you start moving forward, you don't go backwards. What hindered you? You was once running so well. What hinders you, the word of God asks? Lay aside every weight and every sin that so easily beset you so you can um, obtain the prize which God has in store for us. We have to lay aside those weights, those cares. That's why God said, give them to me. Cast your cares. First Peter says, cast your cares upon me because I care about you. I care for you. How do we cast our cares? We cast our cares through prayer. Praying the word of God is praying the will of God. It's not about trying to get God to do what we want. 
It's about us losing our life so we can live like Christ, like do what he wants. So my question to you is, what are you doing? Are you doing what God say do? Are you a doer of the word or a hearer only? The wise man built his life on the rock. He built his life on the will of God, on the way of God, on the word of God. And he was saying, this is it. If this is what God says, then this is what it is. That's when we do the word, we're building. When we do the word, we're building. Faith without works is dead. And knowing the word without doing the word is deception. Therefore, be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, lest you deceive yourself. Because the greatest deception is self-deception. We feel like because we know stuff, um, knowing stuff and not doing it is not believing it. Because how many of you know that we act on what we believe? Jesus says, show me your faith without your works. And I'm going to show you my faith by my works. Don't you know that faith alone is dead? We have to act on what we believe. We have to act on what we hear. My question to you is, what are you doing? Are you doing what God is asking you to do? Or are you doing what you want to do? We say we want what God wants. I want to know God's plan and purpose for my life. I tell you what, whatever he asks you to do today, when you have done what God asks you to do today, then guess what? You have fulfilled his plan and purpose for your life for that day. Jesus said, take no thoughts for tomorrow because tomorrow has enough worries of its own. So we need to seek the count. Lord, what do you want me to do today? The footsteps, it's a step at a time. The footsteps of a righteous man or woman are ordered by the Lord. Are you going in God's direction or are you headed in your own direction? Which way are you going? I did a podcast on that. Are we going God's way? Or are we going our own way? Are we losing our life for Christ's sake? In other words, doing stuff. When we lose our life for Christ's sake, that means we're going to end up doing stuff that we don't want to do. But how many of you know it has nothing to do with what we feel? Our obedience to God comes out of our love for God. Jesus said, why do you call me Lord, Lord? And not do what I say. If you love me, Jesus said, you will obey me. Right? There's no condemnation. Luke 6, 6 says, Jesus said, why do you call me Lord, Lord, but not do what I say? What are you doing? When we're not doing what God wants, we're doing what we want. And that's as simple as that. To me, the gospel is very simple. The simplicity of the gospel. We're looking for stuff that's deep. We're looking for another word. <laughs> We're looking for another word. When we don't want this word, we go and find another word. When we don't want to hear this preacher, then we go and find another teacher. You know, we have these itching ears. But the truth of the matter is you're not going to get another word until you do the first word, until you do the last word. God wants us to be steadfast, immovable, and always abounding in the things of the Lord. Tests are going to come. Trials are going to come. Think it not strange when fiery trials come against us as if something strange has come upon us. In this world, Jesus said, we're going to have some trouble. I mean, you know, in this world, we're going to have some tribulations. We're going to have some trouble. But he said, think it not strange when fiery trials come against you, upon you, if, it's, if something strange has happened to you. Think it not strange. Jesus already told us. He already told us. He already told us. That in this world, we're going to have some trouble. First Peter 4 and 12. Let's see what he says. NIV. Dear friends, do not be surprised at the fiery ordeals that has come on you to test you. So what's the purpose of the fiery? The winds, the waves that beat against the, the wise man house. Those are the fiery trials. So what is the purpose of the winds, the waves, the tribulations, the tests? What is the purpose of it? Well, 1 Peter 4 and 12 tells us. He said, dear friends, do not be surprised at the fiery ordeals that has come on you to test you. They come to test you. And God is not doing it. Okay. God does not do evil. Okay. So let no man say that when he is being tested, that God is testing them because God does not test anyone with evil. Okay, dear friends, do not be, the devil is coming. Remember the parable of the sower? The devil is coming to steal the word through the cares of the world, the deceitfulness of riches. The devil is coming to steal the word. And that's the purpose of the worry. That's the purpose of the fear. That's the purpose of the test. That's the, our faith must be tried. All right. 
But when you when you study in life, the purpose for studying is so you can take the test. So the devil is coming to steal the word because the word is the seed. If he know he can steal the seed, then we cannot produce fruit. The Bible said that it brings the Father good pleasure when we bear much fruit. God wants us to be fruitful and multiply. Isn't that what not that his first commandment in the book of Genesis to be fruitful and multiply? Not just sexually and having kids, but in every area of our lives. And how do we bring forth fruit? When we hear the word, we have to believe the word. The word is a seed. But in order for the seed to manifest into the promise to grow into that tree, uh, we have to do what it says. The word of God is our instructions, our daily instructions. So life really does come with the manual. Okay, everything comes with the manual. Children, marriage, life itself comes with the manual. I always tell people, read Proverbs because Proverbs is the wisdom of God. If you want to know what God thinks about something, go in his word and see. God is not going to speak outside of his word. Okay, let's stick with that. Because even though I've heard some weird words, okay, God is not going to speak outside of his word. Let's not, let's stop looking for another word. The reason we're feeling empty and dry on the inside is not because the word sometimes is not being preached. It's because of the condition of your own heart. We have to go back, go back and redo your first works. Some have departed from, uh, have left their first love and don't realize it because they're still going through the motions. Some of them might even still be doing the missions. But there's no relationship. You're, we're worshiping with our lips, but our heart is so far from him. Go back, listen to my podcast, How What Causes Us to Lose Our Fire for God. The cares of the world, the deceitfulness of riches. It causes us, when we start being in pursuit of other things, that's when we take our focus off of God. And when we t- the thing that we focus on is going to be the thing that we follow. You, you guys know this. We turn in the direction that we're looking in. When I'm driving a car, we turn in the direction that we're looking. I got to be able to see what's in front of me so I can see where I'm headed. Okay, um, let's go back to 1 Peter 4 and 11. If anyone speaks, he should speak as one conveying the word of God. If anyone serves, he should serve with the strength God provides. So that in all things, God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. Verse 12, beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery trials that has come upon you as though something strange was happening to you, but rejoice that you share in the sufferings of Christ. Because what we're going through, Christ already been through. Situation, circumstance may be a little bit different. I'm getting ready to try to go back through here. Let me read the Amplified Bible, 1 Peter 4. Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery ordeals which is taking place to test you. That is to test the quality of your faith, as though something strange or unusual was happening to you. Think it not strange. Jesus already said, in this world we're going to have some trouble. The devil is coming to steal the word. The devil is coming to steal this word. He, when you turn off this podcast, he, he wants you to completely forget what it was about. But my question to you is, what are you doing? Are you a doer of the word? Are you doing God's word or are you doing your own word? That's my question. Be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, lest you deceive yourself. What is the counsel of God? You said, well, how do I do the word? What is the counsel of God concerning that worry or that fear that's in your life? Find out what God's word says about that care, that concern, that worry, that fear, and and pray the word. Bring them in remembrance of his word. It's not that he has forgotten. He just wants you to remember what he said. So, So we can walk together in agreement with what he's saying. How can two walk together except they both agree? So we have to walk in agreement with what God say, and then we have to act on what his words say. What is the counsel of God concerning marriage? What is the counsel of God concerning anger? What is the counsel of God concerning your children? What is the counsel of God concerning finances? What is the counsel of God concerning fear? What is the counsel of God concerning sickness? This Whatever area in your life that you're being attacked in or whatever issue there is in your life, we know what the weak spots are. Study that. That's where you start. A lot of people say, well, I don't need to know where to start. Start with you. Because the word of God is the love letter to me. It's the will of God. So uh, it's our inheritance. It's part of our inheritance. So we want to know what the inheritance is. You go over and you read the will. 
The word of God is the will, is God's will. We say, well, I don't know what God's will is. Well, there's no excuse. What does it say in his word concerning whatever it is that you need to know? God's word is his will. Okay. And it's his will to us. It's his will and testimony to us. So when I don't know what to do, God says, don't lean to your own understanding. Don't be trying to figure it out. But in all your ways, acknowledge me and I will direct your path. And then you can come to me, the Lord says, and ask me for wisdom. So we really don't have any excuse not to do what God tells us to do. Lord, give me wisdom and show me how to do what you just asked me to do. Don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow has enough worries of its own. When we do what God asks us to do today, it's one step at a time, one minute, one moment, one second, one day at a time. Okay. Time is for us, not for God. Okay, so whatever it is he's asking you to do today, then do it. When you have done what God has asked you to do today, then he'll give you another word. And you have you have fulfilled God's will for your life for that day. Because we're not even promised tomorrow, right? So it's just one day at a time. Don't be overwhelmed. Just one simple day at a time. And we must be flexible. Because when we're going to be led by the Spirit of God, he will change your schedule. <laughs> okay, so I'm getting ready to end here. No condemnation, but my question to you is what are you doing? Are you a doer of the word or a hearer only? Because it's the doer of the word that's blessed. Because when he do what God say, he experienced the blessing from doing what God say. Uh, be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, lest you deceive yourself. Knowing a lot of Bible verses don't mean nothing if you're not acting on what you know. It's better not to know than to know and not follow. There's no condemnation because today is another good day and we get to do what God say. Okay? So, Father, we ask you for your wisdom to do what we just heard. We will be doers of your word and not yours only. Father, we surrender our will and we say, Lord, not our will be done, but let your will be done again today, this day in our lives, Father God. Um, lead us, guide us, and direct us, Father. As we come before you today, we acknowledge you in all our ways. And we ask that you lead, guide, and direct our path again today. And Father, as we open our mouths, we ask that you speak through us, Father God, a rhema word. And Father, we say, use us as your labor, because you told us to pray to you, Jesus, that you would send forth labors. Here we are, Father. We raise our hand and our heart, and we say, Father, here we are. We are available. We will be your labor in this lost, hurting, dying, dark world. And Father, we give you the glory. We give you all the honor. We give you all the praise, and we trust you. We have confidence in your love for us. For you said, perfect love cast out fear. Therefore, we bind the spirit of fear in the name of Jesus, Father. And we thank you for leading, guiding, and directing us. For it's not about us, Lord God. It's all about you. It's all about you. So to you belong all the glory, the honor. To you, Father, belong all the praise. And we come before you this day, and we call you Abba, Father. And as we act on this word, Father, we thank you that we'll give you'll give us another word. When we finish this assignment, Lord, you'll give us another assignment as we grow from faith to faith and glory to glory. Some of us are just getting the same word. You just, you're going to different people, but you're getting the same word. And the reason you're getting the same word is because you haven't done the you haven't did the word. You haven't finished the assignment. Like some people are like, well, I want a car, but somebody say, okay, well, first you need to get your driver's license. Then you say, well, I don't like what they said, so I'm going to go to someone else. And you go to someone else and say, well, I want to go buy a car. And that person says the same thing. Well, first you got to get your driver's license. It's like you just keep coming back to the same word because you haven't did the same word. If you hear people, it seems like everybody's saying the same thing. And even though it might not be the same thing, that's just God saying that to you. That's God saying that to you. This is what you need to do. There's no need. You got. You can't go to sixth grade without going to kindergarten. Okay. So when we do the what God asks us to do, because He who is faithful over a little, the Word of God tells us that He will bless him with what's more. Be, what is it you got in your hand? You don't start with what you got in your hand. Whatever God has asked you to do, say, "Okay, Lord, I want to do what you say. Show me how to do it. This is what I have." multiply it like you did the fish in the five loaves. I'm talking to you with a telephone on a uh, on anchor. This is what I have. I couldn't wait till I got the studio. I couldn't wait till I got the $1000 microphone. I couldn't wait to do all of that. 
I had to do it right now. And I really have that sense, this urgency. Because as we approach the end times, even the elect, some of the elect will be deceived. It's so important that we stick to the word of God. And we say what he said. I'm getting ready to end here because I'm running out of time. But you guys, please share this podcast. If you'd like to support us, hit the support button. Leave a message for a prayer request. And on Spotify, hit the follow so that way every time I do a podcast, you'll be notified by it. You guys keep looking for the good in your day so you can see God's goodness all throughout your day. Um, and, and give God honor, glory, thanks, and praise. Because getting it's easy to see what's wrong. We can't just be seeing what's wrong. We got to be able to see what's good. Because God is good. I'm getting ready to end it here. You guys will be so blessed. And be encouraged again. This is Arthur Pearly Martin with Biblical Principles for Inner Healing. And thank you for tuning in on my podcast.